0: Welcome to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. A reminder of streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. I'm your host Wayne Lou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong who is going to carry us through this episode because Canada is playing their first game in the World Cup uh, in over 30 years and they're kicking off right as the show is kicking off. And uh, you know I'm gonna do my best to focus on Toronto Raptors basketball, but uh, between uh, this game and also Utah Watanabe's return to Toronto, although he's not gonna be playing,
1: uh, there's no drops
0: today from Derek either. I know uh, he's uh, he's he's also gonna be locked in.
1: <laughs> yeah, Derek Brandale just let so, us know in our in our ears that he's quiet quitting for this hour. So
0: no, this is, a, this, this is a
1: this is a big big moment. Listen, well, Will, but, uh, I got you. I got you. If you I, want I know, if you want to watch me, if you want to watch, I can go on a monologue about basketball. Um, you you know like. Nobody knows the league like me. And, you know, Utah Watanabe is out tonight, by the way. Right. With right. Hamstring. Issue. Hamstring tightness. But that's not going to stop us from going to the arena and trying to track him down and finally get his number. I don't know if Nets PR was aware of that, but <laughs> if, if they weren't <laughs> aware that Eli, we were going to harass him. What up, Eli Perlstein? Um, oh. Anyways, how do you feel about having to do a show uh, during uh, such a momentous moment in Canada's sports history? um i mean look obviously you you know, say we're, how you really no, feel we're pros man Tell like
0: no the, the raptors are more important than anything except for when the world cup is on and also when the new pokemon drops which happens at the exact same time this time no but seriously i think we have a, a great show planned um I, i've done a lot of research <laughs> is this for this you show begging
1: people to please watch no 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 if I, you're listening live or watching live right now just like add us on twitter just need to know like so people just there are people that don't watch soccer, I guess. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, and by the way, Canada's off yeah. to a great start. They're already inside of Belgium's box. Yeah, in, you know Belgium, in the second minute
1: here. Of <laughs> you know regulation. Belgium's got an aging back line, and you know Canada's got a lot Bro, of speed name up one front. one player on Belgium. So uh, Kyle Lauren Low- over everything today. So, anyways, wow. What do you want to do? Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Raptors we- taking on the Nets tonight. Yeah. Scotty and Delano Banton are still questionable, so we should find out closer to the game. Precious and. Pascal still out auto Porter junior justin Champagny as well. Since when are you questionable with a knee sprain? That, <laughs> what you're not allowed to be questionable no, with a knee no, no, sprain. No, no? I just
0: mean like that that sounds a little bit more serious than
1: oh, okay. not a questionable. But well, who knows? I mean, You who know knows? what's been questionable is getting injury updates from the team. Oh. Because well. you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll we'll hear Nick or the team be like, "Yeah, that that did not look good." And then the next day, I don't know, Delano's fine. Yeah. Right, right. So, well, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody's listening, so i might you know, call out the org a couple times today for fun. You know, there actually might be a
0: little bit of a theme to today's episode because oh, okay. uh, one of the topics I know we will want to get to is Nick Nurse's recent comments on Gary Trent Jr. Yes, and uh, I just did some digging, and um, you know, the, the call out is uh, is definitely a go to move. You know how Pascal spins, Nick Nurse calls out. You know what? Let's just get to it. Okay, Let's all right, go. all right. So uh, the most recent comments. Um, so Nick Nurse was talking at practice, was asked about Gary Trent Jr., who has not been performing that well this, on the this season. He's had good moments. Uh, there's no doubt about it, but also at the same time, there's been games where he hasn't been that impactful. Nick has also talked about the fact that, you know, he's been dealing with the flu and he had a minor injury issue. So he hasn't necessarily been hundred percent physically, right? And that might've, um, you know, been a big factor here, but the, the quote that I think most people are kind of, um, running with and also just like really keying in on, is that Nick Nurse said, "quote It's disappointing about in regards to Gary's defense this year." He said, "quote We want him to be a disruptor. He kind of fits us if he does that, and if he doesn't, he doesn't fit us, right?" And he was talking about how Gary has been less disruptive defensively, which I don't think there's any doubt, right? I don't think he's been as effective. I mean, last season when we were starting the year, Gary Trent Jr. was atop the league in both deflections and steals, like he was top five in both of those for a, a long time. And while I would say that you know he's probably the, one of the weaker defenders in the Raptors' rotation, uh, he was still. I mean, when you're when you're one of the top leaders in steals, you're not bad at defense at that point. And that last season, you started well in defense. Um, so this has created this big conversation about Gary Trent Jr. First off, actually, Alex, before we get to that, I just mm. want to ask you: like, are you agreeing with that assessment? And also. What do you th- what do you think Nick wants to get out of Gary, and what do you think is the intended response after you sort of bring something like this to the to the media?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I think Nick's obviously had a history of doing this with players, and specifically with Gary. I thought Blake made a really good point yesterday about how there was already some slippage like towards the end of the year. I thought it was a really good point to point out because like we were all there for Game Six against the Sixers, and and the season ended in the third quarter because the Sixers were just repeatedly hunting. Gary, right? Mm -hmm. And James Harden was able to to kind of put the game away there in the the third quarter. So, you know, I don't think this is something that feels like it's come out of nowhere. right? And that's the one thing, like, as we get into all these things that Nick's called out about players, I feel like every time he's done it, it's been a point that I think people are aware of. Like, it's never anything that I feel like we're not aware of, that suddenly he's got a gripe with a player. But it is an interesting style. You know, I, I think he does want... I think the whole point of this is I think he just wants Gary to get back to be you know maybe just having a little bit more focus on on the defensive end. Like it right. just feels like it just feels like you know we know what we're gonna get from Gary like you know night to night in terms of you know the offense um, and things like that. But you know on, on defense, like I don't know, like you know you see guys like OG and, and these other players on the team having the impact. You just haven't felt that from from Gary this year. Yeah. So and it's it's interesting to me he's doing this. As as Gary is heading into, he's in his contract year. Yeah. And he's heading into free agency. This would be surprising to me if this was the first time Nick did this. Right. But this is like a recurring theme of, of Nick just using this as a tactic to motivate players. Yeah. Uh,
0: and speaking of which, so I'm going to – I've created a, a Google document specifically for this. It's, yeah, would you blame me originally for losing it. No, I didn't, like I didn't blame you. Don't worry. We got, we got it back. You blamed me. Okay, fine. I did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, nice suit today. I, I don't oh, know why thanks. you're wearing that, but you look unique, nice. Yeah. Um, no one's watching, so I can do whatever I want today. Okay. Um, so anyway, the Nickners Callout Tracker, and if I missed some quotes, please, people, let me know. Uh, I definitely want to keep this uh, yeah. as an updated um, tracker. So these are just the Nickners Callouts. That I remember as him as a member of the Toronto Raptors head coach. Okay, I'm going to rate them. I'm going to rate them as you go through them out of ten. Okay, yeah, I like <laughs> I that. Okay. Feel about it. November 2023, 2022, or uh, November 23rd, 2022. Okay, uh, this is the first one that I remember. Pascal Siakam back in 2019. All right, this is after the championship season. Pascal is your main guy here. He said, "Quote, yeah, I mean he hasn't been very smart. If you want me to be honest with you," Nurse told reporters after being asked if Siakam's finding it tough to be aggressive without fouling. "Quote." Most of those have been fouls. Hmm. He hasn't been very smart, if you ask me. Most of those have been fouls. You're, you're rating out of ten, yeah, I like ten that. being like
1: you're 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 really going at a guy, and zero being like oh okay, whatever. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm a, that's a that's a five for me. That's a five. That's a five. To me, he's just pointing out. He's just telling one of his guys to stop fouling, and I think that's fair. Okay. Because Pascal was going through a stretch where he was like four or five fouls deep. Yes. Like at the end of every game, and you know I don't I don't got the numbers in front of me. Surprise, but. I think, I think that call-out did have, like, a positive impact. Yes, I agree.
0: Okay, that's so. what I'm saying. Five is actually a little high for me. All right, next one.
1: This is uh, happened in September of 2020. Oh, in front of the program, Holly McKenzie just wants you to know that you're uh, you're constantly looking at the TV. (laughs) Oh well, everyone knows what's what's going on here. Uh, by the way, Canada
0: has a couple chances in the box already. (laughs) Live update, pretty promising start for them. (laughs) Anyway, let's go back to this up this Nick Nurse call out tracker. Okay, so Pascal Siakam, that's number one. Focus, Stanley Johnson, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson. This is back in 2019. Oh oh, man, I love this one. Quote: He says those guys have not understood (laughs) a how hard we play, b our schemes. That defense is a
1: priority for yeah. them, and et cetera. All right? We've got to work. We got some work to do with that crew. I love. I love this one. Uh, in terms of call out, say like a nine out of ten. This is like if you came to Sportsnet mm. and, and two weeks in, yeah. like after doing. No, oh, that's actually, a hand, that's no, a handball. That's that, Oh, wow. Canada should be up for a penalty there. Live update. So they're on VAR right now. So after this is like after you do five warm up shows mm. and here at Sportsnet and, and Dan Tolman and Ryan Favreau sit you down. Yeah. And but no, they do a press conference <laughs> on Sportsnet YouTube and they're like, yeah, Will doesn't really get what we're trying to do here. That is the equivalent penalty. So Let's go. penalty right. Canada live updates. All right. We'll see. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, so rating out of 10 though, <laughs> nine, that's a nine. I agree with you. That yeah. A nine. All right. That's my personal favorite, by the way. <laughs> that one is great. How do you bring two guys into the squad? Yeah. And I get you're like coming off a championship, all mm-hmm. of that. But that was a call out in like preseason. Yeah, that was preseason. That was a preseason call out. Yeah.
0: Um, By the way, my favorite thing about that, too, is uh, I think the question that prompted that answer was like, hey, Nick, you know, these guys came in from Mm. Brooklyn, from Detroit as, you know, defensive stoppers. And then he kind of cut them off. And he's like, not for us. (laughs) Not for us. They're not defensive
1: stoppers. They don't understand the scheme or how hard we play. Hey, I remember Rondé slapping the floor as he was guarding Kawhi. Okay, well, uh, yeah, he forced Kawhi to, like, seven turnovers yeah. that day. That was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Okay, next up on the list, as Alfonso Davies uh, squares himself yeah. to take the By penalty. Way, producer Derek Brandel is
1: literally standing right now.
0: I don't, I think back. his scream is slightly ahead of mine, so I think he'll know the Okay, reaction. let's not look at Derek. Okay. Live right. updates. Well, he's, they're taking a long time with this penalty. Next yeah. next quote from Terrence Davis. <laughs> All right. Nickner says, quote, he's not playing well, right? And then after a game where Davis had only played eight minutes, Nick Nurse said, "Quote: It was probably five too many." So Terrence Davis being limited to eight minutes, and then oh, Nick Nurse okay. saying he probably played five too many.
1: Okay, that's Your also thoughts? that's also a nine out of ten for me.
0: Oh my god, they did it was not. saved, it was saved. Oh my god, the rebound was. You know what? Corton's very tough. He's a very tough keeper. As a, as a Liverpool supporter, I know how that feels. But damn, that sucks. Uh, there <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. is are the distraught in the background. Anyway, <laughs> back so yeah, Terrence to Davis to playing Terrence eight Davis. minutes.
1: Davis. Yeah, what's up? Nick Nurse saying that's five too many. Your thoughts? Yeah, that was a that's a nine out of ten too. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's again that's like that's like you know Blake Murphy coming on a Tuesday show. Yeah, and, and Dan Tolman after being like that was a uh, that was one segment too many.
0: Yeah, yeah. damn. Okay.
1: So. Um. By the way, the the context here is Terrence Davis. The
0: next game had like thirty something. Oh, okay. So it worked. Oh, this one worked. This one definitely worked.
1: Okay. Okay. Do we give Nick credit for you know these things working out? Well, we'll, we'll you know what we'll come back to that thought because okay. there are more quotes here. All right. Mm. This is about
0: Matt Thomas, twenty twenty. Quote: <laughs> You've got to understand, you've got to play both
1: ends. Oh God, <laughs> oh man, that one's a dagger. <laughs> Yo, that's a Kevin uh, Harlan dagger, man, <laughs> right between the eyes. Oh man, yeah, that's a that's a ten out of ten. That's a ten you know out what? ten. That's a nine point nine out of ten, man. Wow, that's a ninety nine out <laughs> of ninety nine percent, man. You know what? Oh. But again, it, it just goes back to the fact, like, I I haven't heard one statement yet that's not true. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I haven't heard one thing that doesn't make sense. So, you know, okay, that that hurts though. Next one. Why can't you just Powell, say these things privately? But yeah, Norm Powell, 2021. These are all, the, all these are
0: to the media, right? Obviously, yeah. this, these aren't scoops. Um, Nick Nurse said, "Quote: Norm hasn't gotten on track really at all. Let's be honest. Norm hasn't shown anything in the preseason or the regular season. Oh my God. This is okay. back in when they went to Tampa and Norm was really slow
1: to start the year. Yeah." i'm gonna go like a six six seven out of ten i feel like feel like nick was just probably feeling you know some type of way because they had to live in tampa for the year and stuff and he just kind of let that because like how can nah, you tell Nick your- was living out the marriott and telling <laughs> telling norm in uh, five doors down in, in five ten that uh he's got to play some defense <laughs> Like how can you say somebody hasn't done anything so far in the regular season? He said preseason or the regular <laughs> he season. He says he's been putting up Tony Snell graphics. I mean, to be honest, Norm did
0: have some up and down moments. We sure. kind of forgot this now. This but... one
1: feels a little bit extreme yeah. to me. Okay, alright.
0: Next one. Chris Boucher, On Chris Boucher, this is 2021. Quote, he needs to start playing better, period. A follow-up after Nick was asked, hey, um,
1: is there too much up and down for Chris Boucher? Nick said, quote, I don't see any up. <sighs> Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, this this one also like a 9 out of 10. But you know what? Yo, honestly, oh, Nick is such a good quote, man. I'm sorry.
0: As a member of the media, I actually got to say, I'm just thanking a, Nick nerds for, for I think putting this, this a, material up. I think
1: this is the thing, too. I don't know if you agree with me, but it just, to me, all these quotes show me just how much power and, like, pull Nick has. Right, because you're saying most coaches wouldn't be comfortable enough to make all these well, comments. Well, it's very easy to lose the locker room these days in terms of you could just need, you only need one star player on the team to tune you out, and it's going to be a change, right?
0: Well, we haven't even
1: covered the and stuff. Yeah, but clear- that's a,
0: that was a different thing.
1: That was a temporary one-time
0: thing. It really, yeah. like, it, it got blown up. Yeah. To be
1: anytime, anytime you hear me talking for more than two minutes on the show, it's because I'm trying to let Will watch as Canada's in the attacking zone. Yeah, Canada's yes, been playing great. I think in general, it does show that whatever alignment he has with, like, Bobby and Masai, mm-hmm. like, he feels empowered enough. To do these things.
0: Right. So, so, anyway, your final verdict on Nick Nurse saying if there's been too much up and down from Chris Boucher, yeah, and him saying, quote, I don't see any up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, eight out of 10 on that By the way, that Chris one also gave- work. Chris Boucher really turned his season around. Yeah, but, we've covered that but, on the you show know what? many I'm
1: gonna times. I'm going to give Chris credit for that. Okay, that's fair.
0: That, yeah, <laughs> you know that's what fair. I mean? well, you always got to give the players credit. The coach really just says no, things. No, like, I, I'm giving Chris the credit for that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next one Malachi Flynn, 2022. Quote, listen, we've given them some shots early in the season. We gave him some chances, and he just really didn't look like he was ready to go. He wasn't impacting. He wasn't making shots. Wasn't playing what I thought we needed. The Nick Nurse on Malachi Flynn. This is in March of last year, or last season. Yeah,
1: this is is kind of mid compared to some of the other ones. Oh, okay. So, it's very general. So, I'm going to go with 6 out of 10 on this one. All right. Man, he has called out everybody. Oh, speaking of which,
0: Precious Achua, earlier this month. Oh, my God, yeah. The same month, he said, quote, he needs to play better. Uh, and I don't have the full quotes here, but um, you no, know, here. we were both at that
1: press conference. Yeah, no, he talked about him being yeah. consistent. Here's now the context. For here's the context. Watch soccer. Um, yeah. Here's the context. So we, we go in pre-game, and there's a question just about uh, you know Precious's play, and unprompted, Nick told everyone that he <laughs> right. sat down for a film study earlier in the day just to go through Precious's mistakes so far this season, and basically just saying that you know he had high expectations for him during the off season. If if people remember Nick did an interview in the summer and specifically said that Precious was the one player that he was most excited about mm-hmm. because yes, of all did. the work in the summer. And he said this in Hungary. <laughs> oh, yeah. How hungry are you? Uh, um, that's literally what the, so, the people were asking him there. So, you know, obviously a disappointing start for Precious and then unprompted Nick just said all these things. Yes. That's the context. Yeah. Yes. So so out of nowhere, yeah, this one out of nowhere. Precious You're right. didn't didn't have a great game uh, that night. Obviously got injured. Yeah, so so that one is 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 TBD. Yeah, but, and then this latest one on Gary Trent Jr. It's disappointing. We want him to be a disruptor. He yeah. kind of fits us if he does that, and if he doesn't, he doesn't fit us. Yeah, I mean, you pointed this out yesterday, too. You know, this is the classic LeBron fit-in or fit-out tweet to Kevin Love. <laughs> you know what? The one thing I will respect is, is
0: Nick is very blunt, and actually yeah. when you go through this history of, of his callouts. <laughs> every single one of them are about defense.
1: Yeah, and I just
0: It's always you guys aren't defending well enough or there's not enough yeah. like attention paid to the defense or you know and and for for a coach like I think you do need non-negotiables.
1: Yeah, this is your favorite word this year by
0: the yeah, way. Yeah, no, it's non-negotiable that you play defense for the Toronto Raptors. If you don't play defense you don't play there better be like five injuries at once like right now for you to get a chance to play if you're not going to play defense but for nick you need to defend for him to give you minutes and i think he's pretty clear to them about that i think he communicates that directly to the players but then again he also communicates that very directly to to people in the media so people whether it's media or fans can like track what's going on and i don't know i mean what are your thoughts like is that is that the kind of style of 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 it's of so, coaching or leadership that you will respond to—is that something you respect? Me personally, no. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, no, no, no oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, so I shouldn't call you out on air. Uh, you know, as, for, <laughs> for never being here on Tuesdays. <laughs> as someone, um you know, as someone who thinks highly of himself, I can't be taking criticism like that from other people, well. especially <laughs> publicly. um But if you were to ask it in terms of these players, I think it's a very individual case. Like to be honest, right? Like you talk about how I would respond to this, how you would respond to this. I think it's the same for the players. Like, how would Gary respond to this? Versus how Chris would take the criticism or Precious, right? Mm. Which is why I think, I don't think it's like a dangerous thing or a risky thing to do. But at the same time, when you're putting this stuff out there, you know, I mean, players are going to feel a certain way about it, right? Yeah. But I think the the thing is like we only see the one side of it. Mm. So like when you see Nick, Call out, precious. Um, You know, if he didn't tell us, you know, we wouldn't know that they had actually sat down and talked about it. So it's not like I don't think any of these things ever comes as a surprise to the players, right? Yeah, like I I don't think they shouldn't be. By the way,
0: they shouldn't be. Yeah, you should not like deliver a message through the media. You can deliver the message uh, and then repeat that message to the media, but Mm -hmm. delivering it straight to the media without telling the player, I think, is is generally not a good move as from as a coach of any um, team, to be honest, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and oh, it's... Oh, they got to foul
0: De Bruyne here, man.
1: Please foul him. And it's oh. interesting, too, because on the flip side... Okay, yeah. Last week... Don't worry, bro, I got you. Yeah. Um, last week, when Scotty was going through his struggles and that became the main topic, when Nick was asked about it, like, he didn't take the opportunity to to be critical. Mm. You know, he, he said that, you know, I love that kid. You know, I think everything that he's doing, um, you know, he's playing great right now, Cap. Um, and <laughs> And it's just... So there's different approaches. There's different approaches, right? So, like, I think we do point out all, you know, like you did, like all the times he's called them out. Mm-hmm. But on the rare occasion, too, like he's used the media and used the public to prop up a player, right, right to right. to encourage. Oh, so. yeah. By the way, for every, like, negative Nick quote, there's probably say, like 10. I wouldn't say, 10 say it's one to one yeah.
0: About each guy. I'm just saying, you know if I mean?
1: were to ask you right now on the spot to tell me another head coach in the league that uses this, as as a motivational tactic like can you think of another one this is by my count 10 different players mm-hmm. in but, the but can you like even think years. of another coach i mean the, probably
0: i feel like email really? was doing this last year with the with the celtics and people okay. liked it my thing is also just like you have to hold everyone accountable too right and like, again like this is an incomplete record you know it's a little bit harder to research these things and so mostly i was just searching nick nurse calls out and then the players
1: and then mm. whatever Results. The results pop up, like you know. You know, if Derek wasn't, um, you know, watching soccer, he would have done it. Their names are drop. Well, but you it, know, it's don't, all good. Don't, don't it's put all expectations good, on him, man. Yeah. But
0: anyway, um,
1: you know, this is
0: an incomplete their names record. are. However,
1: <laughs> I really, I really, did, really again. did buy
0: some time here while Belgium's in possession <laughs> at the back. us to Derek. But, like. There is no
1: quote here about Kyle Larry. There's no quote here about Fred Van Vliet. Yes. There's no
0: quote here about OJNOB. No, no, this okay, no this quote is okay, this is the other point. Yes, this Kawhi, is the other point Danny. I wanted to make.
1: This is the other point I wanted to make is that Nick came in as a head coach in probably like the most blessed scenario for a first year head coach in terms of having a veteran team, in terms of having these guys that he doesn't need to have these conversations with. Um he doesn't need to have these conversations with a Marcus Sol. Uh, with the <laughs> Imagine surge. calling on Marcus Shaw being like, "Hey, Mark, he needs to chew on himself He needs to shave his head." Um, but so I think I think that's the gift and the curse for Nick too. Is that he saw what a championship is uh, team is like, and he saw what a roster full of vets who are accountable mm-hmm. and yep. don't need this type of stuff is like. And it's a transition for Nick too, right? Yeah. Like for Nick, as the roster has turned over, as the team has gotten younger, he's dealing with a different group of players and i think that's why you've seen this trend mm-hmm. so yeah that's fair mm-hmm. we really got through the first segment just by talking about nick nurse's call this, why I, this why I always tell you about the show man you probably like one or two topics is all good Right, because then I'm going to tell you about how yesterday uh, I went to Tuesday Ball. Oh, yeah, please go ahead. And, you know, I was freaking out because we went for wings after, you know, at Wheat Chief, you know, on Oldest bar in Toronto, I think. Yes, yes, the institution. Used to be 50% off wings on Tuesday, but no more. So. Oh, brother, here we go again. (laughs) How
0: about those movie (laughs) ticket prices, you know? Actually, I went yesterday because it was Tuesday. It was half off. Did
1: you use the Cineplex gift card that listener Brenda gave us? I, I actually at did, not, did not locate
0: it uh, in time. Oh, but, okay. but uh, you know, I, it's somewhere in the what house. What film and did I appreciate you? It. What film did you watch? I watched the menu.
1: I don't think I've heard of this. I'm not familiar with this.
0: Um, it, it's yeah. like a it's like a dark comedy, kind of a satire thing oh, about just like, you know fine dining and stuff. I thought it was funny, but it was also like kind of like this is very not the one on that the turns nose. into a horror movie, right? Yeah, but you're never oh, like okay. actually horrified, and it's actually mostly just kind of funny. It's mm. kind of like if Get Out was about uh, rich people in restaurants.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know,
0: and, sh- and not as good as Get Out, by the way. Just, just to be very
1: clear. Shouts to my guys, Vic, uh, Trevor, obviously, right. who showed up in a Paisley suit. By the way, and I had to explain to him that you don't know what Paisley is yeah yeah okay <laughs> just keep I, watching I, okay. um and, and shouts to God, my my guy mike because uh, i thought i lost my wallet when we went to pay at the end mm. and i was being accused of pulling a tactic of not paying that's that's wild because yeah. i you just you just readily not pay I haven't, yeah, with or without like, the wallet so. I, like there's no shame in that but exactly. anyways i did locate my wallet and i sent the e-transfer congratulations yeah anyways i wanted oh to bring God, back belgium on the break wanted here. to bring back. back yeah just keep watching i got oh you bro God. i'll talk for the next two no. minutes No. So I wanted to bring back voicemails, too, uh, in time for the holidays. I was thinking about this yesterday. So I want to hear about, uh, listeners, your favorite birthday gift or Christmas gift that you've ever received. Um, If you could tell me about that. Voicemail is 416-413-4141. You'll hear a greeting from Will. And I'm the only one that yeah you recorded this last i don't year. remember this at all and i'm the only one that gets to hear these voicemails because last year a lot of people called in and took like two three attempts to actually record a proper voicemail so if you do that it's all good or you can email me at info stevenlebron.com we'll read a play some of them either on the regular program or on the banter pod I just want to hear stories about favorite gifts that you've ever received you know birthday or christmas mm-hmm. and you know shouts to um shouts to ourselves uh shouts to our live event with chris boucher That's taking place on December 12th. Uh, I can say now, without lying, there's actually only 10 tickets left. Um, So willoo.eventbrite.ca. We've been able to raise around $7,000 for Chris's charity. That's amazing. The Slim Duck Foundation. But I think there's room for us to, you know, I'll figure out. Maybe we'll open the venue up a little bit more because I know there's a bit of room. But we have to take care of our A-list guest list as well. But anyways, CA And um you know the other thing derek actually you know what? That real quickly before we go on, on to the next yeah thing, no wait um yeah what's up um for the voicemails so you you want to hear about
0: presence and 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 yeah basically presence you know i also want to hear about uh how people were feeling when they turned 30. They oh okay show. okay is second topic okay okay Your okay it's turning
1: 30 in about yeah. a month i mean you could just uh, ask me some
0: conflicted feelings about yeah
1: you could just we'll we'll banter pot about this but yes this is a banter podcast. let let Will know what it's like to turn 30. Yeah. What Did are the anything biggest, change for you? Yeah, what are the biggest differences from, like, it? 20s and 30s? Do you think 30s are better than 20s? Anything that you want to say on the topic? Give me your advice yeah. on what life is like in the yeah, 30s. Advice. Again, I'm right here. Um <laughs> You're in your 30s. I know I'm not a, I know I'm not a model of a human being, um, but you know you are dressed like the guy me. from um, from Squid Game before he went on Squid Game.
0: <laughs> can I just say that very clearly? You look like you're about to, to gamble a uh, birthday
1: birthday oh gift for your daughter. A, Voicemail: a, a gun lighter. Four one six four one three four one four one. 4141 if you feel more comfortable, emailing info at StephenLeBron.com. dot com. But the last thing before we go to break, you know, Japan upset Germany earlier today. And I know Derek's got the clip from Monday when I made the prediction. Group E, my surprise, Japan. Japan and Spain. Germany Mm. doesn't make it. Wow. That's right. That's right. Go talk. Name one Japanese player. Group F. (laughs) (laughs) So So.
0: Group F, not a a Japanese player. (laughs) Um, But can you name? But after watching that game today, though.
1: Haven't you not watched the game today though? Did you did you remember any of the Japanese players, brother? I woke up at noon, man. Oh, okay, yeah, I All saw right. the result. Damn. So, shows to Japan. That was some good upsets so far, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fun. Saudi Arabia upsetting. Yeah, United, that's my uh, sleeper Argentina. team. Argentina. Yeah, that was my sleeper team. Was it?
1: Yeah, that was fun. Damn. Japan as well. All right, man. Let's take this break. We're gonna take this break. Uh,
0: <laughs> I've been your host Willu. That's Alex Vaughn. You're listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Go Canada. Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lu. It's Alex Wong. During the five-minute break, Canada was not able to get that first goal. However, they have been applying that pressure towards Belgium's uh, old back line and, uh, you know, some pretty good chances. So um, we'll keep you updated. But uh, in the meantime, Alex, what do we have prepared for the second half of the show as Canada gets out of a jam there with Michu, Michi Bashuai, applying pressure to Canada's also...
1: Know, a little bit shaky back line live updates yeah shouts to my guy john by the way i know he put a sizable bet on canada so mm. can't be feeling mm. good about bet that, on yourself man. that missed penalty just don't don't bet anything john please no but shouts to john yeah so the raptors are taking on the nets tonight and like we mentioned unfortunately utah watanabe will not be in the lineup which you know i was wondering too you think Utah deserves a tribute video? Where do we draw the line at? Because hey, okay, tribute video, like, not like, I don't, I, is tribute name, a wrong name, word. Name
0: five tri- Utah plays right now. You and I are big Utah fans. Name Blocking five Utah Dylan Brooks. Okay, yeah, that should be on
1: there. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Let's no, go no back offense. And forth. No offense, but uh, you, 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 yeah, uh, Derek. Derek said when he wore the headband, right yeah but she's still wearing listen though. i'm not listen i don't like i'm not trying to take away like utah was a part of the team for you know two seasons and a fan favorite no video no you're saying no on the video no all right no i mean look listen i would love it personally Takashi, but aggregate them
0: yeah. no don't do this man yeah
1: let japan let's let, to let the japan
0: the, on the big upset over let Germany. the fans
1: in japan know that will doesn't care about utah anymore
0: <laughs> i was thinking I you want <laughs> to just back i think, think china japan relations are tough enough as it is
1: oh god um so i was thinking too in terms of players in like the post the post championship era where the raptors have been trying to find guys for the bench and like trying to fill out the roster right? right right Right. i was trying to think of guys that you actually would regret that you regret the raptors letting go like now that they're in a different place right because i know a lot of people talking about The way Utah is, you know, leading the league in threes this year. Looks like a different player. The two other guys that came up with were O'Shea Brissett in Indiana. And how about campaign as a backup point guard in Toronto right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, Phoenix actually low-key has two of those guys. I feel like Ish Wainwright was also a decent player. Oh, that's right. Um, I saw him, he had a a big block uh, during the fourth quarter as Phoenix closed out the Lakers last night. Um, He hasn't been playing that much, but still, like, you know, I thought he was just a, a just a good dude. Um, I, I still remember that that interview that uh, we did through Zoom um, during Summer League, and, and he really broke down and, and, and talked about how much the chance to get into the NBA meant to him. Uh, he had been playing, I think, in France at that point. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that, that kind of covers it. It's not like the Raptors have let that much talent go in terms of, like, you know, um, not capitalizing or not, like, developing or keeping their own guys. But at the same time, like that's kind of the nature of of having pretty good scouting and, um, you know, just management across the league is you bring in these talented players that other organizations would want to take on. Like, I remember for a long period for the Raptors, like, Toronto was the place for a lot of players to end their careers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of players who used to be good got traded to Toronto as some sort of, like, weird salary dump or whatever, and they just don't get another contract from there or they do, that. it's like a one-year deal, you know? Like, and now you're seeing it, players from Toronto continuously getting you know, bigger deals, and, and there's so many ex-Raptors. Every time you play a team in the league, you see some ex-Raptors on that team, right? You play Miami, you see Kyle, obviously, right? You you play, like, even play Washington, you probably see DeLong Wright. You play the Spurs, you see, you know, Yaka Pertle, you know, like, uh, obviously Kawhi and Serge, and, and yeah, I mean, Utah, I guess, is, is added to that list, but I think that's just what happens when you have good management. Uh, the thing is, you can't keep all of them, um, but uh, at the same time, like, you do wish them well, um, and, yeah, I think in Utah's case, like, it's good that he's, he's dealing with the – he's making the most of his opportunity. I think what Nick said at practice. Again, Nick is just a little bit blunt at practice the other day, you know. He also said, you know, the, the reality was Utah was just never healthy. It took him a really long time to get rhythm. Yeah, I don't know if that's blunt. Okay, that's just fair. Just being honest about it, right? Uh, yeah, I know, blunt and honest. Yeah, blunt honesty and all I that just, stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's the whole thing. And He's been healthy now. Mm. Um, he's, he's gotten some confidence, which is great. I think Utah is just in my experience, it just feels like he just seems like he might lack a little bit of confidence. In the sense that, like you know, like NBA players are almost all overconfident, but mm-hmm. in Utah's case, he was one of the more like I wouldn't even say humble; I would just say like underconfident. Like it was not even humble in the sense that like it's a good thing. It was like underconfidence as in he wasn't taking
1: shots. Well, this was a, this is so, an actual topic. I think Utah was telling telling reporters here when it you know about how Nick Nick was always encouraging him to shoot more, right? and yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick would talk about the same thing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. You know, I was watching the Nets, a little bit of the Nets Sixers game yesterday. And, you know, they, they lost at Philly. You know, Ben Simmons' return was was the big storyline. Philly was without Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey and still came out with the victory. The Nets are are 8-10 and 10 right now. They've already gone through, like, several iterations of, of their team. You right. know, with Steve Nash coaching them. And then with Kyrie suspended, Jacques Vaughn coming in. And now Kyrie's back. I don't know, man. It's just... Like, Kevin Durant's having a really good season. And I know Ben Simmons has been playing better of late. But, like, I don't know. This just seems like... I just can't take them seriously. At a level where I think, like, they're going to be able to pull it together and be, like, a top-four team and a contender. No, there's ups and downs with this team. There's no doubt about that. Um, But at the same time, like, I think they
0: have been playing better basketball of late. I think they've gone... Definitely a more composed effort out of them... Defensively. And I think when it's just KD in there, the focus is pretty clear. The game plan's pretty clear. Obviously, is gonna have it. He's gonna attack. Um, when he draws double teams, they're moving the ball really well. I think Rice O'Neill has been a nice piece for them. He's moved the ball really nicely and just been a big glue guy. Obviously, Raptor fans know Rice from him hitting the the game clinching three when the Raptors lost to them earlier this year. Um, and so that's another penalty. Please, ref, call that. No, okay, no VAR.
1: We, let's let's put the VAR on there. Live update. Okay, anyway. Uh, Shouts to Atiba Hutchinson. Shots to Atiba Hutchinson. After 90 plus caps with Team Canada finally here.
0: Who do you think is older? You or Atiba Hutchinson?
1: I think I am. I'm yeah.
0: 38.1. Th-
1: 38.1.
0: What's what's Atiba's Atiba. 39. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somewhat older than you at the World Cup, man. And he's playing well,
1: too. Damn, how old is Messi? Messi's
0: He's not like... Okay.
1: I think, you know, <laughs> Messi. Anyway. Welcome uh, to the Raptors show. Messi with is Willu. 35, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyways, back to your point about Royce O'Neal.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, they're playing better. Uh, Seth Curry is obviously, you know, uh, knocking out every three. I think him and Patty Mills together in the backcourt. Honestly, this is a game, I mean, I guess they'll have to use Malachi anyway just because of the injuries, but mm-hmm. they should really try to use Malachi in these in- matchups where he can have a smaller guard to defend. I think he's actually decent going around screens and stuff like that, but more importantly, like, they're not going to be able to attack him as much. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, we're just... Waiting for the ref to go check VAR again and, and confirm that that's another foul because you should go look at the the board.
1: Ref, go look at the board, man. Anyway,
0: um, <sighs> but yeah, the, the Nets are playing better, and I, I expect
1: a tough game here tonight. Yeah, same. Uh, Kevin Durant always plays good against the Raptors too. That is his favorite childhood team. That that is the other thing. Yeah, I was thinking too. You know, we talk about rivals. I think on Monday we we're talking about how like the Raptors don't really have an A list of of like villains. You know, we've got the Caleb Martin types. Um, yeah, yeah, but I was thinking in terms Caleb of Martin's teams. Like an indie movie villain, you know? Mm, <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah. a real villain. He's an A twenty four star. He's like um, a,
0: he's like Elijah Wood in uh, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Like it's Yo, a real indie uh, uh, indie that's villain. That's a one.
1: great movie, man. Go yeah. talk. Um, Legit, man. But I was thinking about teams, and I think this topic comes up a lot of who who the Raptors are, are rivals with, and I really think it's the Nets. It's the Nets franchise because mm. the Raptors really have a long history. With with the nets and and you know one of the things we were originally planning on doing until you know James Herbert of Brooklyn you know had to had U.S. Thanksgiving plans and such was to draft this
0: man's Canadian
1: was to dra- <laughs> what do you think for right was now to draft, Canadian man that was last month was to draft our all-time favorite like Raps Nets moments because yes. I started to think about it and there was a lot but. You know, since those plans, um, you know, went sideways, I, I just put all these all-time moments into, like, the five tiers. Okay, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of, like, tier one to five. And before we even get to those, here's five notable players who have played for both teams. Uh, Andrea Bargnani. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Um, Chris Childs. Do you remember Chris Childs? Uh, he two-piece Kobe. <laughs> oh, my God. He's also, also at the end of the Raptors Pistons series, if you saw that. He thought they were down three, but they were down two. So he put up a three-point shot when he could have anyway. He was just trying to go for the win, man. Oh, that, man. That's tough. Uh, Rondé, Rondé that Hollis Jefferson? Yes, of course. Who,
0: who could forget Rondé, man? He had, honestly, I'm not even saying this in in a in a in a pejorative way. He just had... The, the dancing videos of the Nets yeah. back in, before Katie and Kyrie got there were just
1: legendary. Yes, and also Rondé's best moment as a Raptor off the court was when he went on IG and went on a rant about how why dinosaurs uh, exist or not. I thought he it was. was it wasn't it?
0: What about what about don't touch Rondé Hollis Jefferson's head? Oh right! Remember right, Norm right. came
1: over and, and took his head. Oh yeah, and that, he was, there like was dead that as serious, well. and he was like, "Yeah." And then there was one time he lost his wallet and was able to crowdsource on Twitter and get it back. Yeah. Rondae, man so, of the people. Rondé yeah, Holmes man Jefferson. of the people. Chris, also, with one yeah. of the deepest pick and rolls ever, where Kyle Ayer used to set it. <laughs> so Ronnie would have
0: the ball at the three point line, dribbling at the middle. Kyle Ayer would set a screen yeah. like both, uh, like the and then like, both the defenders area, would man. back up
1: <laughs> into the paint.
0: <laughs>
1: Amazing play. Yeah, it Chris. actually worked like half the time. It's it's one of the more creative ones I think is has gone they, to. They use it twice and it worked once. Uh, Chris Humphreys, Go and first, also our yeah. guy Jeremy Lin. Shouts to Jeremy. Yes, shout to. Jeremy. Anyway, so tier one of, of Raptors and that's all-time moments okay. has to be the Vince Carter trade. Got to put that in in tier one. Yeah, I mean yeah. such a such a you know game-changing moment for for both franchises. <sighs> well, you know not not so great for the Raptors. Okay, Alex, can you explain to me because like I I wasn't I was like <laughs> this probably like... like I don't know
0: nine or ten years old mm-hmm. at that point, so I don't understand like the cap machinations at that time. But why did the Raptors only get uh, Eric Williams? Aaron Williams and like two
1: first-round picks for Vince Carter, yeah, who to, was still in his twenties. Yeah, to this day, I honestly couldn't tell you. Like you there, tell me
0: there wasn't a better deal than that.
1: There was rumors at the time that Sharif Abdurrahim might have been available. Okay, um, I think there was a thought to just I don't know. They got a couple of draft picks out of it. I think you know one of them turned into Joey Graham.
0: I it was just Joey not Graham.
1: a good trade. I can't explain it to you. Yeah, it was just not a good trade. And when we've heard Vince revisited like over the years, um, you know yeah, he's he yeah. said that he doesn't. You know, towards the end, he went to the Raptors and said he didn't want to get traded. But I don't know. It's it's hard for me to believe any version of those stories. But that's obviously tier one. Up. Mm-hmm. Tier one for me, too, is the the Nets-Raptors game seven from uh, 2014.
0: Yep, yep. Kyle that Irish was, splits the double only for Paul Pierce to be there because of the fact that Dwayne Casey drew the play up on the wrong side of the floor. <laughs>
1: <sighs> the Terrence, yeah, the Terrence Ross steal <laughs> was like amazing. Yo, that was incredible. Yeah, such an incredible moment. And yeah. I'm thinking now that's eight years ago. So you were like 22, 21, 22 at the time.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, that yeah.
1: must have been like, you know how long a ago seminal that
0: was? moment for you. Rob Ford was in the crowd for oh, one of those games in the right. playoff series, and I and I saw him walking up to to, to the <laughs> arena pregame. I might have snapped a photo with him.
1: <laughs> People have unearthed that photo.
0: People have unearthed that photo, and my only thing that I would like to say in my own defense is that I'm also from Etobicoke, and, you know, that was, like, royalty. Oh, my God, what a finish.
1: Belgium, that's so tough. That's offside?
0: Please say that's offside. All I see is scored. Michi Bachiwaii dancing and saluting the crowd. Come on.
1: That's so disappointing. Sports is not fair, man. Yeah, you're right. Soccer is a cruel Soccer sport. Soccer is a very cruel sport. Anyway, basketball. Yes. Um, yeah. Our oh, world's really upset right now. That's um bad. Tier two, <laughs> I can't do this. Nah, tier two is when they, they score again, man. I'm gonna draw another tier. Tier two was when you know Vince came back. You know he had that. Uh, oh. He drew that technical foul on Mo Pete. Um, had like a, that that game winner. Well, no, he didn't just draw the foul on Mo Pete. All right, <laughs> he playfully
0: slapped Mo Pete in the face because they're friends. And then mm. Mo slapped them back because they're friends. And the ref only saw that second part and decided to just e- eject it. Yeah,
1: thankfully we have reviews now. Yes, um, thankfully to, we have to, reviews To have now. these things. You know, video technology didn't exist in 2020 <laughs> yeah, or 20, 2005 or whatever it It's like, it was. And, now, and now Tony Brothers is going to check the VCR. Um, and also the the year that the Raptors went to the playoffs in, I think it was, yeah, 2007 when they lost in the first round to Vince. This was... um yeah. This was when this was when they handed out I think they were handed out like red shirts at at the for the home game but then the Nets were wearing red mm-hmm. and this was when Sam Mitchell drew up a play it was supposed to be a lob to Chris Bosh and that got intercepted And that Richard Jefferson. It. Yeah, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson low key was a villain in um during that era. Hey, Richard Jefferson well, looks like a villain. Yeah, no, shouts to Richard though. Um yeah, that would be my tier 2 tier 3, you know, the, obviously the Maasai rant Against Brooklyn, the F right. Brooklyn, right, right, and right. you know what? I'll put I'll put the Raptors beating the New Jersey Nets on opening night in their first ever regular season game. Yeah, in ninety five. Yeah, if you can name one net one Nets player from that team, okay, ninety five. Yeah, I'll give you uh, two dollars to go to Rabo with one Nets player. Yeah, for two dollars, Keith Van Horn. No man. Okay, I'll give you two more chances. That's later. Van Horn's later. Okay. Two more chances. Kerry Kittles. No, that's also later. You got to oh go a little, a little back. What we you a little back? Who was on that team? Um, Come on, man. For $2. You're letting this Toonie slip away, man. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely <laughs> don't know. Those are, those are some Kenny deep... Anderson. Sure, yeah. Derek Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Kenny yeah. Anderson, also part of Raptors history. Again, man, I, I was like barely. <laughs> I wasn't even born. I was three years old. How would I know who these Kay. people are? Next time Elvin Williams comes on, ask yeah. him about Kenny Anderson. Because he came in the Why? same trade. Was he the Caleb Martin of his era? No, he <laughs> came in the same trade when Damon went to Portland. Uh-huh. And he was the first, I think the first player to just not report. And then they had to flip him to Boston for Chauncey Billups. Why didn't we just hold on to Chauncey? I guess Chauncey wasn't like, I guess he, he did was bounce not, around a he little was bit. He was not Chauncey Billups but yeah. yet. Uh, tier four is getting to the fun stuff now, okay. as in the Raptors sweeping the Nets in the bubble. Oh, sweeping Christina. Chris
0: yes. Yeah. I made the Geoza joke like 10 times in the React pods because there was nothing else to do.
1: Can you tell me the top three scores on the Nets? In that series, the top three. Okay. Yeah, so in total um, points. So total. It's points. not going to be
0: um, Joe House or not Joe House. Sorry, Joe, Joe Harris. House.
1: <laughs> this guy said. And now Pearl Jam. <laughs> sorry, every time I look at him, I'm like, "That's Joe House." Deep podcast um,
0: jokes. Yeah, seriously, what am I doing here? I can't believe Canada just missed that opportunity. <laughs> I know right there. you've been Great zoned cross. out for
1: five minutes. Yeah, it's it's all good. Fine. Fine. To You're, show to the YouTubers. Shouts to the Illuminati. Um, Can you name me the three? If you even get, okay. if you even get one, I'll give you two dollars. Actually, you'll get one. Karis Levert. It's yeah, yeah he's a leading score. He was okay, a leading yeah, yeah. score for them, twenty points. By the way, my game. favorite thing
0: was one of those games. I did a, a a column after the game, not just the ten things. I wrote a specific column about how the Raptors used seven different defensive schemes in one game just to stop <laughs> Karis LeVert. I think it was just the Raptors flexing almost, just because mm. they could. You know, it's not like Karis needed that many. So LeVert is it was the top scorer. Uh, Jared Allen.
1: You know what? It was not Jared Allen. Really? Jared Allen
0: didn't do it. Okay, um, who was scoring for them off the bench that year? Th- that was the time they signed Jamal Crawford, but I don't think he
1: played that much.
0: Was Chiozo one of those scores? I don't think so. Chris
1: Chiozo was seventh. Who else was even on that team? So, number two was Timothy Luau-Cabarro. Oh,
0: right, right, right. He had a big game where he hit like five or six threes or something like that.
1: And number three was Tyler Johnson.
0: Tyler Johnson. They signed him like
1: off the, off the street to, to play in the bubble. I think that was a low key fun series, man. Cause you remember the Raptors came off. So they had a game where they had a hundred, 150. Points. They no, So they had, so they scored 150 in game four to yeah. complete the sweep. Including and that was a hundred points off the bench. <laughs> yeah. 100. Norman, Nor, Norman Powell had 29 off the bench. Matt Thomas had two threes at 12 points. Taron Davis, 14. Oh my God. Serge Ibaka off the bench in 19 minutes, 27 points, 15 rebounds. Damn, and two blocks. Yeah, man. Back when we could handle Nick Claxton. No, that was fun because the Raptors coming off, I think seven and one in in the other portion of the of the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Like the regular season portion, and then they swept the Nets, and then we don't need to talk about the second round because honestly, going going into that second round, it looked like man, maybe this Raptors team could repeat. Well, it turns <sighs> out Chris Joseph wasn't on the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and Tier Four as well. Remember when the Raps and uh, you remember this when the Raptors and Nets played uh, regular season games in Europe. In London. That was fun. Yeah. That, was fun. that. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Honestly, they there played was a like couple a fun Triple games. overtime game. Yeah. Darren Williams was on those teams. Andrea was our star player. And was that when we got a classic Kyle and DeMar clip? I think that's no, when it was. That was a different trip
0: to, okay. to London. Okay. okay. But yeah. that was fun. I thought that was fun yeah, for them yeah. to make that trip. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were the Atlantic
1: teams, right? So that was the shortest flight. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, the teams weren't very good. No, I think we got a split, though, against the Nets. Yeah. But the teams weren't very good. Yeah. Tier five. I guess uh, Raptors trading uh, attaching a draft pick or two to get rid of Damari Carroll to the Nets. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and I think the Nets took uh, Rodion's <sighs> Uh Drake serving drinks to Jay Z and Beyonce courtside. This happened one time during a Raptors. Why was game. he serving them drinks? He like as a joke. He brought the drinks over to them. Yeah, this is why it's tier five. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah. I <laughs> mean yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Tier <laughs> from five from one uh, growth to another. Tier five spending an entire summer talking about Kevin Durant. <laughs> Uh, Coming to Toronto. I'm a little surprised that that's even on here, but uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I thought you were
0: gonna say the Kevin Durant. um Yeah, just just the Kevin Durant saying that you know the Raptors were his favorite childhood team. Or whatever. Okay, I guess yeah, that, he okay, did okay, say we'll that while he was a member too. of the Nets. Or even the fact that Gravis Vasquez and him like were friends or something in high oh, school. Oh yeah, man, promising someone to bring, not not even promising, <laughs> just believing in the idea that a high school friend would bring you. Kevin Durant to your team is, is wild. But uh, anyway, it's fun to dream. Listen, it's fandom, man. You gotta believe anything.
1: Yeah. And that's about it. Okay. That's about it.
0: And now it's time. Oh, before that, actually. Oh, what's up? You missed one. What's one up? very classic Raptors Nets moment. What I miss? April 26, okay. 2012. The Toronto Raptors beating the New Jersey Nets 98 to 67. Okay. The Raptors finished that season with 23 wins. The uh-huh. Nets finished that season with 22 wins. This was a huge oh. tanking game. They literally had the same record coming to this game, and then the Nets out-tanked the Raptors. Is uh, this
1: Ben Uzo or no?
0: This is Ben Uzo's triple-double, oh, right, which I have to read in the stat line because it's funny. 6-19 from the field, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, 12 points, right? Mm-hmm. Plus 33 on the night. Allen Anderson, another two-time player who played on the Raptors and the Nets, yes. right? Um, Ed Davis had 24 points on 10-15 shooting, but everyone remembers this game for this very reason. Solomon mm. Alibi, 19 rebounds. And and this actually really hurt the Raptors' uh, draft prospects that year. It it, it forced the Raptors to go down a little bit. I think there was a chance they could have moved up to the six. Which, by the way, Dame Lillard was available at
1: six. Oh, okay, no big deal. Yeah, and then we got Terrence Ross. Okay. So yeah, another underrated Raptors Nets moment. Yeah. Well, lots of them. And now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The line for tonight's game: the Raptors are minus two at home against the Brooklyn. Nets, as we mentioned, the injuries. Gary Trent Jr. and Chris Boucher are going to be back. Okay. Scotty Barnes, Lano still questionable. Like we mentioned, no Pascal, no Precious, and others. Um, Who do you like tonight? Raptors are favored by two. Yeah, this is tough. I would say the Raptors are favored by two mostly because they're playing
0: at home and also because the Nets are playing the second out of a Mm. back-to-back. I think, for me, it's it's really tough to see which areas the Raptors are going to put pressure on the Nets because aside from... Um, you know, Fred I think probably can get his shots off against a Nets team that um feature a lot of small guards. Mm. Um so I I I'm expecting some decent offensive production from Fred. Um but at the same time, usually it's Pascal who really handles this matchup and even to a lesser extent Scotty who handles this matchup well. Um I'm curious to see who they're going to put on Kevin Durant. Um they're probably going to triple team him, you know, just like that's what they do. Yeah. And then you're going to see a lot of their shooters get open, right? So I'm feeling pretty nervous about this game. And plus the Nets are coming off the game where, you know, last night they're playing on national television. They lose to the Sixers Mm -hmm. uh, in a game where the Sixers didn't have most of their primary guys. I mean, the Sixers started um, Montrezl, De'Anthony Melton, Tobias Harris, Shake Melton, P.J. Tucker, right? So no Embiid, no Tyrese, um, and no James Harden. And they lost. So I'm, I'm probably thinking about the comeback game. Um, for the Nets, and so yeah, I'm feeling kind of nervous about this one. If Scotty rules himself in for the game, mm. I probably lean more towards the Raptors. But I think ultimately, with the information we know right now, I'd probably lean
1: more Brooklyn's way. Yeah, I think Raptors are a hard team to to get an assessment on right now, just because, like you mentioned, of all the injuries. Yeah, and if not, you can take a look at the the over under as well. The line is at two twenty two and a half. I think I would take the over on that one, just because. Um, of the Nets defense, I don't. I don't trust their defense. So. Yeah, they are they are
0: defending better of late, though. I can't even lie. My my big thing know, is just either. I want to see how Gary responds, though, to Nick Nurse's call out. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. If Gary comes out tonight and has a thirty piece, people forget all about that call out. and People just say, "What great coaching!" Mm. If he doesn't, then people start to focus more on Gary. And I think that's the only negative thing is people really do focus in. Yeah, a little bit too much. But that's anyway, cool, man. we're running out of time. That does it for us today. I'm your host Lou. You've been listening to the Raptor Show. On the Sportsnet Radio Network, make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review our show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brandeo, and Frank for helping us with the YouTube stream. I'll talk to you tomorrow.